0: Welcome to the Huntington Helps podcast. My name is Joan and I'm your host. Today we want to get into the topic of the signs a parent should look for to indicate their child needs tutoring. And this is a great topic to explore because it's best to recognize the signs as early as possible so that your child doesn't get too far behind. Today we have two special guests with us. We have Anne Huntington, who is a member of the Board of Directors and the VP of Business Development at Huntington Learning Center. Hi, Ann. Hi, Joan. Thank you. And we also have Stephanie Willis, a local first-grade public school teacher and literacy specialist here in New Jersey. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Now, when we get into the topic of recognizing signs a child needs tutoring, it can sort of be a touchy subject, as parents always think their kids are going to kind of pull themselves by their own bootstraps or they themselves can solve the issues their child is having in school And we thought it would be great to have Anne here as an expert on tutoring and also Stephanie as an outside source who works with students in the classroom. So, Stephanie, turning it to you first, when do you think it's time for parents to hit the panic button and get that outside help? What are those warning signs for you that you see?
1: So some of the warning signs for me are when a child is performing below grade level or if a child's even performing on grade level, they're not making adequate progress or the gains that you would like to see them making over the course of a school year. Another warning sign for me would be when a child is lacking confidence and maybe, you know, not participating as much in school. Or not asking questions. Or 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 not asking questions, right. And just kind of sitting back a little bit. And I think another warning sign for me is when a child who is performing on or above grade level, and they need a little bit more of a challenge so that they're not Kind of just sitting there in the classroom and doing what they're supposed to do. They're kind of learning beyond what they're doing in the room. What about you, Anne? What are some signs you see?
2: I think what Stephanie said is great, and we can help all of those students who might be bored because the student needs enrichment and the student who is really lacking the confidence because the skill gap is there. I don't think it's a matter of hitting the panic button per se. I think it's a matter of a realization that after a few bad report cards or maybe even a few bad grades, that the families have a conversation to understand what is the underlying issue that's really going on. Is the child not understanding the subject matter? Is the student not studying correctly? Is the student not paying attention in class? There are major factors that lead to a downward spiral of continued Bad grades, but this can be too late to recover from. And there are smaller signs that can be seen way before the bad grades. Of course, it's never too late, and we can help at any point along the student's academic journey.
0: What about those smaller signs, then, Ann?
2: Good question, Joan. One of those factors may, which can lead to many issues, including a lack of confidence is when a student finds it difficult to get started, meaning that lack of motivation or even unexcited about school in general. So for example, does a parent have to continually ask, have you started or finished your homework? This could go on for hours and before that family knows this, it's bedtime. So we all know that type of work this could lead to is not really good because Well, the student's tired, but the question is, why didn't the student start his or her homework? And that's when tutoring can help get that student right back on the right course.
0: Plus, when a child is tired or unmotivated or whatever, their work could be sloppy, it could be incomplete or just wrong, Stephanie, I'm sure that's something that pops up as a warning sign for you when you see, you know, homework or assignments come in. Now, as a teacher, are there any specific behaviors you look out for? when it seems like a student is not understanding material? Like, what's the first thing you do when you notice that?
1: So we do a ton of formal and informal assessments in the classroom when I'm noticing that children aren't getting the foundational skills that they need in order to solve the questions or the problems, or you know maybe they're not participating, or maybe they're withdrawn, maybe their homework's coming in not completed or incorrect, or that there's a struggle at home for the child to even just complete the homework. As soon as I see that a child is maybe not meeting the adequate progress, it's an opportunity for me to have a conversation with their parents and bring them in so that we can meet together, I can share with them what I'm seeing in the classroom, and we can work together to create goals to help their child and put accommodations in place to achieve those goals.
0: Homework is such a huge thing, isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely massive. Is incomplete homework a common reason that parents first bring their
2: students to Huntington? It's definitely a reason. There are always different reasons, but then it's the question, well, why is the homework not being done? Is it disorganization? Is there a study skills issue? Or is it a skill gap issue? So I love how Stephanie said that when she sees the signs that she brings the team together and she builds a plan, that's exactly what we do at Huntington. We start with an academic evaluation, and that pinpoints exactly where the student is performing, and then we build a customized learning plan. But we take it one step further. Then we'll go with the parents' approval, of course. We'll go to the schools and we'll meet with the students' teachers to really see what's going on in the classroom. And then the teachers can see what's going on at Huntington. But getting back to the homework, that is a potential symptom of a larger issue that's going on. So by... Continuously putting off homework, that means that the student is not handing in their best work. But again, what's the reason why? And homework really is what helps the student then prepare for the upcoming test. So if the student isn't doing well with the homework or isn't even completing the homework, then of course the student is not going to do well on the test. So it snowballs and it's best as a parent, if you're seeing these signs, to speak with the student's teachers and come on into Huntington. Does Huntington even help with organizing children? I mean, that's a huge
0: deal. I remember my notebook when I was in grade school. It was a complete wreck. But also, I'm sure that yielded for poor studies, poor attention to a particular topic.
2: Well, we got you there. So we do have different study skills programs depending on the age of the student. So if the student is younger, it's at one level. And then we also, of course, have an advanced study skills program and organization and really being able to put everything together as part of that program. And it's key to success because you can look at a piece of paper for hours and hours but if you're not digesting it you're not comprehending exactly what's on the page we want to find out what's going on and that's why families come to us we're able to solve the problem and then set the student up for success so that when the student goes into stephanie's classroom and all her colleagues classrooms across the country that student will do the best job that he or she can do
0: i have a question for you stephanie any signs that parents can look for outside of the classroom or Anne, either one of you?
1: So I definitely think oftentimes parents will be the ones working with their child at home on homework. And if they're noticing that their child's having difficulty or there's an avoidance, like task avoidance on their homework, that's a sign that they're not necessarily getting it. Like homework should be be something that a child can do successfully. It should be reteaching the skills or reapplying the skills from the day and what they have already learned and then possibly a little foreshadowing of skills to come. So standard issue procrastination. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. So if you're seeing that. That would definitely be one of the warning signs. If a child is having difficulty or putting it off, there's probably a reason for it because homework should be something that they should do quickly. And if there's a real task avoidance there, then there's probably something that you might wanna look into to help your child. So I would definitely, as a parent, maybe reach out to the teacher at that point and let them know that you know, my child's avoiding their homework or they're having difficulty completing their homework that they were asked to do, especially if it's a skill that was taught so recently.
0: And what about you outside the classroom? Any signs that parents can look for that their child needs tutoring?
2: Well, there are a host of different signs depending on the student. Does the student become frustrated with themselves or even with the family? A student's whole behavior affects the entire family. We are Our behavior affects us in this room. Uh, so when there's frustration, when there's withdrawal, Parents, families, we all want our, our children to succeed, and we do not want them to suffer. So that frustration becomes heavy for that student and then, of course, for the parents. And then there's also potentially a lack of self-esteem, and this weighs tremendously on the child and impacts a large part of their life.
0: Yeah, we really do forget that all this can be really tough on children, no matter what grade they're in. And I'm sure they put a lot of pressure on themselves to please their parents and to please their teachers. And Stephanie, do you have any techniques you employ in your classroom for struggling students? I'm sure you have some.
1: I try to work with my struggling students one-on-one or in small groups as often as possible. It allows the child to feel confident in a small group and with students that are working on similar skills that maybe they're all kind of working on. And what's so nice about being able to work with a child in small groups is you have access to manipulatives or can kind of reteach in smaller steps, whereas when you're in a whole group, you have to kind of teach to the majority. So the small group is really nice because children can really focus on what they need to learn and you can really capitalize on small successes and allow the child to really feel good about themselves when, you know, they do one little step right and you can celebrate that so that they can move on and you can celebrate the small gains so that they're building the confidence, building their motivation so that when they're in a whole group, it's less daunting.
2: And
0: do you have any thoughts on that? Small groups, et cetera, celebrating small?
2: I think, Stephanie, that's right on. At Huntington, it's all individualized. Of course, then there's a timing issue in the school system, and then there's also a resource issue. So all teachers are superstars, and they're helping so many students. But as you're saying, you're teaching to the middle of the bell curve. And so the students who are on either side of them may get lost. And how much time do you have to dedicate to each of the 20-plus kids you have in your classroom? And that's where we come in, and we can help those students. And I commend you because by praising this student and by having this student in the small group or individualized as we do it at Huntington really supports the student and builds up that confidence that we've been talking about. So kids are
0: their biggest critics, aren't they?
2: We're all noticing all these you know, signs and
0: everything, but the kids know. They know when they're not doing well in school.
2: It's true. Children are the biggest critics and, and are hard on themselves. The The issue is that the children and, and sometimes the families don't know where to turn to in these types of situations, and there are resources available to them. So then without knowing that there are resources available can lead to a lack of interest in learning or school in general. So it's really hard to get a child to understand that it's not a lost cause, and at any point, they can get help. So at Huntington, we have seen so many kids come to us at this point in their academic career, their academic journey. So once we build that confidence back, it all falls into place and it's never too late to get help. A lot of insight there. Thank you, Anne. Remember, school can be a bumpy road for students that
0: struggle. And if you notice any of these signs, it's important to take action sooner rather than later.
2: That's so true. Our 40 years of experience has shown us that early tutoring intervention is key to getting kids back to where they need to be as quickly as possible.
1: And as I've said before, it's never too late. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. I love how Huntington Learning Center and the school systems work together and pick up where each other leaves off. And thank you so much, Anne. Thanks, Joan. Thanks, Stephanie. Now, if you
0: have any questions about your child's education that you'd like us to answer, please reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram We will air and answer your question on our podcast. You can find the links in the podcast description. And thank you so much for listening to Huntington Helps. I'm Joan, and we'll talk to you next time.